What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Balance Show. We believe that the key to life is balance. Finding the balance between discipline and freedom, ambition and contentment. The perfect balance is unique to each individual. We are your hosts, Taylor, Chloe, and Steve, and we're here to help you find your balance. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Balance Show. Today, we have myself, my sister, Chloe, her boyfriend, Ari, my BF, Tyler, best friend, not boyfriend, <laughs> Could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we are talking all about our very first balance pop-up shop in Vegas. So yeah. hopefully, this podcast will be a little bit educational, entertaining, talking about our experience. And we're not saying we're experts because we've literally only done one. But if you guys are thinking about doing one yourselves, hopefully this gives you some insight and um, you don't make mistakes like we did. Totally. We're going to dive into the planning process, the execution, and then just kind of go over the weekend as a whole. Talk about the experience, the experience with our athletes, the things that went well, the things that went very wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't that long of a list. It went like really well for a first pop-up. All things considered very smooth. Yeah. So there's things called fitness expos and that is kind of my experience with going with different companies in the fitness industry but we wanted to branch out from being the typical i guess bodybuilder fitness focused brand and wanted to kind of do our own thing bring our own crowd and have our own community and that's basically what we preach all the time uh, so we decided to do a pop-up shop Uh, in the same weekend as the Olympia, which is the biggest bodybuilding show. So we knew that there'd be some people attending and we thought that Vegas would be the perfect first pop-up shop location because A, there's going to be a crowd of people in Vegas at the time. And then B, it's also a really fun place to just hang loose and uh, really get to know the team and our leaders and all of that. So Mm -hmm. it was the perfect Place. This was the first time that many of our athletes were meeting each other and the first time that we've met or been able to hang out with almost all of them. So we thought it was a really good first, you know, come out with a bang and first time to just explore together and have a good time. Yeah, definitely. So we obviously didn't know where to start at all. Um, I used to be a part of Gymshark. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's a big fitness clothing brand in the industry and I've been to one of their pop-up shops um, I think a couple years ago in LA and I just thought it was the coolest thing but we had no idea where to start so we basically looked up agencies to help us online and Ari you can take it away from here because that was his main <laughs> responsibility so backing up just a little bit I think initially we thought about maybe doing it ourselves right mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. we had yeah. all these big ideas and we're like oh you know what We'll just do it ourselves, like, we'll figure it out. It can't be that hard, right? (laughs) Well, after looking at agencies and having all these ideas, you start to realize how much you didn't consider. Right. I think on my first phone call, it's like, well, how many hangers do you think you're going to need? What do you want your vinyl graphics to look like? 
um, how many racks, how many mannequins, male or female mannequins? Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, okay. Security. Security. How many cashiers how many do you cashiers? want? How many cashiers? What POS system, uh, point of sale system are you going to use? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we just, started that process how many months ago? Maybe four months before the actual pop-up. So we started four months before the pop-up. And as a growing company, you don't really know how many people are going to show up how many customers you're going to have. You have no idea what to expect. So we just kind of had to guess. Yeah. We were essentially guessing like how many square feet we need. What did we end up with? Was it a th- like 1,500? Like 1,000 or 1,200. 1,200 yeah. 1, square feet. It ended up being perfect. Yeah. It was perfect yeah. for what we had, but you're just guessing at this point. And um, you just have to kind of <laughs> go along and see how things turn out. You can do the best that you can at guessing, mm-hmm. which is what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can do the best that you can as far as marketing it and making the, the actual pop-up shop physically aesthetic, but you never know how many people are going to show up. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. So did you Google pop-up shop agencies or how did I, that? I think I Googled pop-up shop agencies um, like four out of five websites looked fake. Like they were just going to steal your money. (laughs) And then one out of, out of New York looked super legit. Uh, we got on a phone call and they seemed like they really knew what they were doing. They really, they usually operate with like, um, I think big companies like Mercedes and like just Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like a really, really, um, experienced company. So that was reassuring. And I think every time any of us had a freak out, they're like, guys, it's okay. We'll figure it out. It's fine. So I think, um, if you don't know what you're doing, ask somebody right for sure. hire somebody in this case yeah. yeah yeah they definitely saw some of the problems before we would have ever saw them yeah. until we would have been there like totally. foreseeing a lot of things making sure we had enough cashiers making sure we had a location set up and making yeah. sure all the decorations mm-hmm. tied together like everything it yeah. was very nice and to be fair las vegas is probably one of the hardest places to do mm-hmm. a pop-up shop yeah um we had such a hard time finding a venue so our options, our top options came down to either the top of a casino hotel mm-hmm. on a roof, which would have been so hot. hundred degrees. hundred degrees. degrees. <laughs> or, oh, we would have to share that space with the hotel guests. Yes. So there would have been party people, maybe <laughs> topless. You never know. It's Vegas. And they would have been just right across from our like tent. It would have <laughs> yes. been so, so unpredictable. Um, and then our second choice was inside of a mall. And that actually turned out to be really great because it was air conditioned for our line of people standing out. And, um, you know, there was a lot of benefits to it. But originally, I think we were like not too excited about either of the options. Mm-hmm. But just looking at Las Vegas's pop-up shop friendly areas, there mm-hmm. was not not anything no and and for those of you listening thinking about maybe running your own pop-up shop las vegas is not a pop-up friendly (laughs) city not at all not a good first time yeah (laughs) recommend against it for sure ours turned out great but there were definitely some uphill battles especially on the real estate like chloe said i mean we could not find a space right and even the space we had like our pop-up was beautiful but in the mall itself was oh like god it the, was a dying oh, mall the, it was, yeah it was a dead mall Half it wasn't dying closed. which it came was... in really convenient because <laughs> right? the line we could have all of our people lined up yeah. around the whole mall because like all the stores were closed exactly so, i was wondering hindsight. why the mall was being so nice giving us like they were digital so billboards pumped. and yeah. banners yeah. And <laughs> they were like thank god get some, some people in here more people that have been there in years oh, <laughs> totally people yep. that lived in vegas were like so why are you doing it at the boulevard mall oh. we're like honestly it's the only space we <laughs> yeah. can get like you can't get anything on the yeah. strip unless you want to pay like 
probably 40 grand. I don't think for they would even day. let you t- do it for a day. They would, yeah. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. They won't yeah. even let you. You have to have like at least three months or something oh, for a short term right. lease. Right. Yeah. So we just. We yeah. just worked with what we had. <laughs> Wong it. And it Wong went great. Yeah. Wait, we want. Winged it. One thing talking winged about like it. banners and, and billboards and stuff, you will need a graphic designer. Yes. For sure. Yes. yes. So how we found ours, if you guys are looking for one, I think my old assistant, Tori, went out on Indeed or like, is it monsterjobs.com or something like that? That's how she found our graphic designer, by the way, Morgan. Oh, I didn't know amazing. that. She and is now she's contracted to balance, but yeah, so don't steal her, but. <laughs> For real. No, no last that's, names. That's, no last how names. You, that's how you, that's how we found ours. Yeah. I think a graphic designer, once you get to that stage of your company is, is huge because you can use that in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. For your marketing, for your Instagram, even just having professional looking stories and highlights and things can be a game changer for a brand online. Yes. Also yes. shouts to Isla and Carly because their their graphics mm. game has been fire lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Totally. Gosh. Yes. They've been killing it. Um, okay, so step one, Google pop up shop agencies. Find a legitimate one, make sure that they're real, because you don't want to be given tens of thousands of dollars to this person, this agency. And then kind of just plan from there. You really want to have a vision before going into that planning stage. So what we did was take kind of our um, headquarters and how that looks. It's like very greenery and wood and white and very clean looking. And that's what we wanted to portray in the pop-up shop. So that was kind of our vision mixed with the brand new collection aura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, totally. we actually we gave them those like Pantone codes and the patterns like months before Aura launched and they were able to tie in some of those little, little details into the shop without it being overbearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Definitely. And then um, from there, I think <laughs> I think the the next step is really just to figure out your location and the reason why. So like for us, like Taylor mentioned, we wanted to do it during the Olympia weekend in Las Vegas because we knew a lot of people that were interested in fitness were going to be there. You don't necessarily have to always plan it around an event, an event, but it does help just because you know people will be in town if you want to go you know, out of state, outside of your comfort zone. It is a nice way for your first one mm-hmm. to know that people will be in that city. However, I think the next one that we do, we will just kind of do it independently. Yeah, we've realized that balance stands on its own, which is a really good feeling. Mm -hmm. And we don't really have to plan it around fitness expos. We were debating between also the Arnold in Ohio, but when the Arnold is, it's March in Ohio and it's literally so cold. (laughs) So cold. I mean, we don't want to go there at that time. Yeah. 100%. But we would have had a big crowd. Yeah, totally. It would have been so much fun. But we found in this one that most of the people that we met had come from out of state, had traveled really far, and they weren't even going to the Olympia. They Mm -hmm. had just come for the pop-up. So now we have, you know, the confidence and the knowledge to know we can do this independently outside of an event. But maybe for your first one, whatever industry you're in, find an event that's big in your industry and maybe do it at the same location. That gives you a really good idea of how many people are gonna show up, I would I would say. Yeah, I think it's a good mm-hmm. first way to do it. And using an agency, it was super helpful because they gave us a budget, like an initial budget that was way higher than we were expecting and we kind of talked them down and were able to negotiate certain things that we may or may not have needed down to mm-hmm. a budget that fit our kind of what we were expecting. And we knew like four months in advance exactly how much this pop-up was going to cost for us. Mm -hmm. So we knew we could plan financially and 
creatively for the marketing side, but it gave us a lot of time and effort to build a plan that they kind of took off our plate. Yeah. yeah. And these things, like, I mean, for us, it wasn't really a way to make money. Like, we didn't want to do this to try and go there and sell all these clothes and try to make money. It was more of an outreach thing, a team thing, and you sometimes have to sacrifice funds to help your brand grow in that way. Mm-hmm. So it was just mostly about connection between the balance team internally, between us and our athletes, and between us and our customers, most importantly. But you really are just paying for that connection and that opportunity, not really making it up in your sales. Right. And we found that with retail. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's it's physically impossible. Yeah. We kind of knew when we did the math on like if we had three cashiers versus five cashiers, like how many units we could sell. Um, And it's not very many in a day. (laughs) Even if you have five cashiers selling all day, every day, like you just can't do that much at a retail store where you can online. And it's crazy to look at that versus the sales that you can make online. Like we, it's almost unlimited. And as you guys know, unfortunately we sell out every time. So we kind of are used to these really, really high volumes and then being limited by just physical space and amount of cashiers and those kinds of things was new to us but it just Mm -hmm. reinforced the idea that you know e-commerce is really the future and it's the way that our business model really works is just to be selling online yeah i think that everyone here plus steve has never really had the urge to do a retail spot but for me personally it really took this event to realize like i don't want a retail space and that's something that i have been struggling with because i've wanted a retail space for so long but this really taught me that what we're doing is perfect for our company and our goals. And I think that we should definitely continue to do pop-up shops and that's where we should, that's where we should do like a retail. Yeah. Quote unquote. Agreed. And it's in that case, again, it's more about connection and outreach and getting to meet with our customers face to face. It's not about making money, making money yeah. at that point. And that, that's almost more like just an event versus yeah. a pop-up shop at that point. Totally. totally. It's just like an added benefit that you can buy the clothes there. Yeah. 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 But I don't need, like who actually went there to just buy clothes and like not interact with anyone. You know <laughs> okay, what I mean? I will say so there true. were a few people that I saw just bought their clothes and left, which we're is totally not fine. a problem. Yeah, totally fine. Just but fans. there are some people who just wanted the clothes that bad. That's a good feeling because yeah. everyone, all of our leaders, members, and influencers and us like mm-hmm. went away. It's a good feeling that people still love our clothes because they love our clothes. Yeah. 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 Totally. But, but people did spend way more time in the influencer line than they did the actual shop. Like they yeah. came to True. meet people to connect. <laughs> they just grabbed, they just knew what they wanted. They grabbed it. They paid. And then they <laughs> there were a couple. They were just out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did see that. <laughs> but we did have a lot of people. I mean, it was a really long line. Like when we got there, it started at 10. Mm-hmm. We got there at like 9.30, Taylor and I, but the team had been kind of setting up and finishing like up. 7.30 a.m. Yeah, so it, they saw people starting to line up before they even got there. So by the time it started at 11, the line had wrapped all the way around the mall. It was a really long line. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't like, okay, so Vegas is, a like Chloe said, a really hard place to do a pop-up shop. And so I didn't know how many people were going to show up. Obviously, I knew people were going to go, but I didn't know how many. So just to like see the text at 8 a.m., 
from the team being like people are already lining up i was it just like took away all of my insecurities and brought like this confidence yeah, in me totally that we can do this we were so nervous we were and yeah. that's that's totally fair i mean imagine you guys like setting up this event taking four or five months to plan it and we have so much invested into it emotionally financially and then we're like, are people even going to come? This mm-hmm. is kind of like a random location. Our fan yep. base isn't heavily in Las Vegas. Right. So we were nervous. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of planning for people to show up, let's talk about the, the app we used. Like, I think it was RSVPFI and getting numbers from there to try to like gauge how many people were going to show up. Well, nobody, <laughs> nobody RSVPs to a free event. <laughs> well, like, so, I mean, like we had how many? 600? 500 people? No, 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 Like no. 250 We had like 250 yeah. RSVP? RSVPs. Oh my gosh. So going into it, we are like, <laughs> oh my gosh, are 250 people going to show up? Yeah. Which, I mean, is a lot, but like for this event that we're planning and we're trying to make it so big, mm-hmm. we're like so scared that oh, yeah. Yeah. 250, yeah. but it ended up being like four times that. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For Wh- sure. Yeah. Way more. But um, sure. if you don't incentivize people to RSVP, they probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you need a ticket, they're not going to yeah, RSVP to not. your free yeah. event. So don't let that get Note you down. Note to self. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we do some kind of like ticket thing where, you know, they sign up. Maybe their ticket is like their place in line. I don't mm. know. But yeah. just a way so we can have a better gauge of who's going to be there. Maybe that's their entry time. into the raffle. Yeah. 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 I think that Something would be Something like good that. Idea. So advice for you guys don't do what we did and do a free rsvp sign up to rsvp for no reason at all (laughs) just for us exactly if you guys are planning an event no matter what it is be sure to just like stay confident in yourself and know that the things that are going to go wrong aren't going to be detrimental they're going to be really minor and uh for the most part just like go into it having fun and know like that you've worked so hard for this event because me going into vegas i was so stressed out mm-hmm. that i was like on my on my way to my lash appointment which oh. i don't really get my lashes done <laughs> i called tyler crying i called chloe crying i don't know if i can sit in my lash appointment right now it's an hour and i just can't i'm gonna be i'm gonna be thinking about all the things and i, I just can't do it and she's like taylor you're gonna be so happy if you just sit in there get your lashes done and you know don't stress out and so i get in there and she's doing my lashes and i, I don't know this girl i'm cry- i'm literally crying on the table and that is not me like i don't cry no. like that yeah i was so stressed out and i think everyone was like the entire team, like the marketing side, the operations side, like guys, we had just had a launch, mm-hmm. Harmony. We were going to this pop-up shop. We were getting all of our shipments in at once. Three we had to separate shipments. it out. It was, cr- I mean, our warehouse is jam-packed with boxes <laughs> right now. Yeah. And we have to go to this pop-up and then we know when we get back in like a week and a half after the pop-up, we have another launch mm-hmm. and then another launch. And it's just like, this year, the second half of it has been so crazy and leading up to the event, I think every single person on the team was so overwhelmed. Yeah, so our yeah. advice to you is if you guys can plan it to where you don't have a ton of things going on, I would highly recommend to do that because if you are someone who deals with anxiety, panic attacks will happen 
five times a day. Maybe on the lash table with someone you've just <laughs> met. You never know. <laughs> She's a part-time therapist. <laughs> Literally. She actually helped with my anxiety so much. She said sometimes the biggest release is to just cry and then it's gone. So anytime I would feel anxiety, I would cry and then it'd be gone. So if you guys struggle with it, there's a little tip for you in case you didn't know. Yeah, you you felt so much more relieved after that. Yes. And you had you these guys. beautiful lashes. <laughs> and you had beautiful but, lashes. They still came out. <laughs> no, they, no, they didn't. I had to get them done like right when we got back because you're not allowed to cry when you have lashes, apparently. Well, the first day, for sure not. Well, yeah. Or when they're like going on. Right. <laughs> that yeah. might be like rule, rule no. number one. <laughs> when they're gluing them and you're crying. They have, they have no crying signs yeah. in the front desk. <laughs> so if, you, if you need to cry, just get it out in the lobby yes. and then we'll, we'll solve all your problems. <laughs> oh, yes. let's talk oh, now God. let's kind of switch gears and talk about things that we learned about doing our pop-up and things that we can hopefully help others through our learning yeah. experience like what will we do differently and better next time tyler has one five times as many dressing rooms so yeah. as a guy i was like we don't need any dressing rooms right. who's gonna come to a pop-up and try on clothes everybody everybody, everybody. everybody. that was also something so we had yeah. three which i was like that's way too many um no we needed like 15 yeah we, so note to we self did. get a lot of dressing a rooms because yeah. that like slowed down our whole shop because people couldn't mm-hmm. flow through because like everyone was waiting to try things mm-hmm. on yeah mm-hmm. so i do think because of that because we wanted dressing rooms we wanted obviously the space where our clothes could hang you know place where people can check out and then a huge portion took up like half of it was the space where people can meet their favorite influencers and take pictures and have conversations yeah so that requires more space Uh, i think if we did it again i think we would need at least like twice as much space yeah two to three thousand square feet probably yeah and the reason okay this was another big thing next time we will not do two different shifts because the first shift of athletes got this huge influx of people but then the last half of the pop-up shop it started trickling down towards the end towards the end so these you know the people that wanted to see the people in the second shift the customers that Mm -hmm. wanted to see the leaders in the second shift couldn't see them because they were so worried that everything was going to sell out so they came in the first shift so next time just one, one shift. shift. One, one shift. shift. Bigger space, one. more people at the ti- at a time. Yep. That yeah. goes for giveaways too. So do you guys remember the giveaway that we do with the bags? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell we us had, about it. So we had, we had this giveaway and we had a hundred um, like gift bags. They had like stickers and I think some, some water snacks, bottles. water bottles, all balanced stuff and this really cool balanced bag. And we thought, okay, what would be the, the most fair way to distribute these things so that everybody can have a, f- a fair chance since there's two shifts? Well, we decided we'll do the first 50 for the morning shift that started at, what, 10? Mm-hmm. And then the first 50 people in line at the 130. 1.30. Here's what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> so people, people lined up, obviously, in the morning. They got their, the 50 got theirs. And then the people that didn't get theirs of that morning shift just hung out. And they came back and tried mm. to time wh- <laughs> how they could be the first 50 in line at 1.30. I and mean, there were people... Yeah, there were people, there were people who would get up, get up to me because I was the one like managing the lines. And I would say, okay, go ahead. Uh, go, you can go in. They were like, no, I'm going to wait for a bag. So I'm going to go back in line so that I can be part of the first 50 <laughs> at 1.30. <laughs> so... Oh. Definitely figure out a better program for yeah. that. Just um, the one shift, I think. The one so. shift. Yeah, just the one yeah. shift. Like, you can't time it. You just have to be first. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was one of our, I think, one of our biggest 
That's hard learning though. Opportun- like, yeah, how do you know you to just do don't that? Know until, and we didn't have the know. space to do one shift of we athletes. So we like really in that know. spot, we imagine? had to do two, yeah. even with two shifts, it was yeah. so full. Yeah. And how many athletes did we have there? I think it was like sixteen. Yeah, and some 16. of them had significant others with them. So we needed quite a bit of space. So if you yeah. have anywhere from you know eight to sixteen, just know that you're gonna need plenty of space. I think you'll need two to three thousand square feet. And oh yeah. Speaking about brands having influencers or whatever you want to call these people on Instagram, because some people get offended about influencers, <laughs> um, make sure, I would say it's really important to have them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And not only to have them, but treat them like part of your family and like an mm-hmm. integral part of your team because they are. You yes. have to treat them with respect. And I think all of our athletes feel this way because they are constantly, you know, reminding us and it just makes us so happy to hear, but they just feel like we treat them like family. And that's the key. That's how you get people to, you know, care about you as much as you mm-hmm. care about them and about your business. Yeah. I, can't, I, I remember so many companies I've been a part of that didn't treat me very well. And it literally, it made me want to create my own brand and treat influencers the way I wanted to be treated because they are a huge part of the business. They're what creates the brand in general. So don't ever feel like it's a waste of money to bring these people out or to give them commission because they're helping you grow your brand. Like they're a huge part of your family. So mm-hmm. I would say if you are, if you have your own brand, like don't be selfish about this. Totally a huge part of your business. Yeah. But I will say on the other side of that, be very particular in the people that you bring into your family. They should be a good fit all around, not just people who you think have a huge following or people who you think will make a ton of sales. Mm -hmm, These people mm -hmm. are those who represent you Mm -hmm. personally as well as in your business. So they have to be people who align with your values and the things that you want put out there Mm -hmm. because they are then an extension of you. Totally. So yeah. that's very important. Yeah. And if you, I go on someone's page and they're wearing like a company that I, I really like and their personal page is super unbecoming or like raunchy or mm-hmm. just like, just like disrespectful or whatever it may be. Now my brain's like, okay, why, why, why are they a part of that company? Why do they let them be a part of their brand? Mm-hmm. And it Definitely. creates like a, a separation in what you say versus what you do. Yeah, totally. We wanted to create this weekend and like create the best weekend ever for them because that's truly we truly value our influencers and i think i feel like every that's where most brands like fail in a sense because they don't treat these people like real people yeah and they don't treat them like super valuable yeah and we we do yeah so for just to give you guys an idea like we stayed at this beautiful hotel in vegas and Every single person, no matter where their ranking was on their performance or whatever it may be, everyone stayed at this beautiful hotel. Everyone was treated like royalty and we just took care of them for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's they do so much for us that it's really not so much to ask right. to return the favor. And it just ended up being literally the best weekend of our lives. I don't know how we'll talk <laughs> about it. So about the weekend itself, first of all, I just want to say, like, everyone here, like, in our company, we're pretty healthy. We're not big partiers. All of our leaders, members, and influencers, pretty healthy, not very big partiers. So going out and staying up till 5 a.m. to watch Drake play was 
really crazy for us but it was <laughs> yeah. so much fun let's take them through like the itinerary yeah. like so we all get there the internal balance team we go and we set up the pop-up shop we had two people shout out to brandon and anthony who drove our inventory there so that we had absolutely no mess ups with shipping just mm-hmm. having it there we brought it there by hand basically so we all set up the day In before what yeah. 12 hour drive in a u-haul yeah, there and back yeah just heroes <laughs> yes and so we get there we set up and we go home and i think we went out for dinner that night yeah some so we of had us. a private event um at tau nightclub we had all of our employees and our leaders and their like significant other or their plus one to this amazing yummy dinner that mm-hmm. was night one night one getting ready for the pop-up shop and that was the first time. So that's when we brought our leaders to that dinner. Um, for you, anyone who doesn't know, we have kind of tiers of our influencers. It just kind of depends on performance and the length that you've been in the company. But our le- so like our leaders are our top tier athletes, and in when you are a leader, you have some benefits. So you get full paid photo shoots. You get the entire collection. You get to go to every event. So. Um, the leaders were the people that we took to the dinner. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time that we met a lot of them. It was so much fun. I think everyone just connects so well. Like everybody is on the same wavelength. Yeah. And Definitely. it was so cool to see everybody interact this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we had our dinner. It was awesome. And then we went home and slept <laughs> for the pop-up. However, there's one person who didn't go home. And that was Danielle because it was oh her birthday God. weekend. <laughs> She's she, a savage. She went to Chippendale or something. Went to Magic, to Magic Mike. Mike. Good and for her. she was up so late. She's wiling. Okay. She was a second shifter though. Yeah. Oh, true. So she, she had to sleep. Like, <laughs> she had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danielle. Okay. She's amazing. So we get up. We have the pop-up. It's from 10 to 5. Mm-hmm. And that was an incredible experience. We get to meet all of you guys. We get to be around the entire team it was it's just like gives me the feels to think about yeah i feel like when we leave those that have, when we left that pop-up we were just like so inspired because mm-hmm. we all kind of realized like okay we really are making an impact on real people mm-hmm. like these are people that we are seeing now face to face who are telling us how we've impacted them in some way and that was like the most incredible experience yeah it so, was really really cool yeah we left feeling very very inspired yeah and we got home. We got home and we got ready to pregame. We had a big pregame full of everyone in Steve and I's room. So that was really fun. Super fun. And then we headed to the club. We got a big table at the nightclub. I think it was like, what was it called? Excess? Yeah, Excess. Excess. Excess because Drake was going to be there. Oh, <laughs> and we were so... Champagne poppy. Champagne poppy. But I, so this is a funny story because we were going through security and they're so strict at these clubs. Mm-hmm. This man, the security guard, looks at my ID and looks at me and literally 30 seconds, keeps doing it, and he hands <laughs> me back and he, he was like, that girl ain't, ain't that ID. I'm like, yes, it's me, I swear. I look <laughs> like I've, I'm five. This is my, my table. <laughs> Let me in. Could you imagine? Oh, my Bye, guys. God. I'm going back to the room. I actually Gosh. can't get in. That was wild. And our table location was awesome. Prime. Yeah. Prime. Yeah. We were literally right so close to the stage, the best view. Yes. 
It was so much fun. He came on at like 3.30 in the morning, guys. 3.30. Vegas time. So yeah. what is that? 5.30 Indiana? Or Indiana? we're not in here. Oh, 5.30 Denver time? 4.30 Denver. Yeah. You guys, it was, a, it was a late night. But, you know, it was so fun. And it was also Tyler's birthday and Danielle's birthday. He's one of best our leaders. Birthdays. And so Tyler amazing. and Danielle clicked so much. They became <laughs> yes. literal best friends in one night. I'm like, I'm like summoning Tyler to come over to talk to him. He's and busy. He, I say like one sentence to him. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to go back to Danielle now. <laughs> <laughs> oh we God, had the I best night. That. It was our birthday night. Yeah, I mean, we, we had these, them come out, you know, like the bottle girls. They came a few times, but the third time they came with like a thing that said happy birthday and like all these like fireworks. It was insane. And Danielle and Tyler were crying. They're yep. like, this is the best <laughs> ever. We peaked in Vegas. Honestly, you can't top it. No. Downhill from here. It's baby. 100% downhill. I think Danielle is a guaranteed oh good time. If you take yeah, her anywhere. She oh, so yeah. Much fun. She was she's dope. Awesome. She's, love her. she's as cool, if not cooler than she is on Instagram. Totally. I think cooler. True. Cooler. Cooler. Yeah. She's Although her try-on hauls are pretty she's, legit. It's like that all the time. Yeah. True. Around Danielle. She's awesome. True. She's awesome. This is just basically a podcast about Danielle. <laughs> yeah. We would just like to <laughs> hype up Danielle. <laughs> That'll be episode like 15. It'll make one just about her. <laughs> yeah, for real. I love um, it. So we did that. Tyler... <laughs> He goes, um, first of all, okay, I don't know where to go with this, but <laughs> So, it's about, mm, what, five in the morning? What time is it? Five. Five in the morning. I was pissed off. I wanted to get home. We all got to get home at this point. Champagne Poppy just left the stage. All the smiles disappeared. We're ready to get home. So, I turned to Aerie and... I'm like, uh-oh, he has left his body. He's on autopilot. <laughs> and he is just, he's like, I gotta go home. And so we run out, we get in the Uber. Long story short, he almost pukes in the Uber. We have to jump out of the car and walk the rest of the way. <laughs> so this poor man is um, puking until 7 in the morning. And we have to go to the pool party the next day and be up at 9. We had to leave at 10.30 so, on the bus. Right. The thing about that is... <laughs> we didn't eat dinner. I told your ass. Hey, hey. <laughs> I told your ass. We didn't Come have, on, she, spit it out. Hey, she hey, did. I didn't have she dinner. Did say that. Didn't have any didn't dinner have at all. Didn't have any dinner. Neither B, did I. When, when champagne what? poppy is at the club, <laughs> you drink champagne. We drank so much. Oh so God. much champagne. Guys. It was this Maybe glow too much in the champagne. dark the limit, the limit we had at our table was so stupid that I'm like... If we drink all this alcohol, all of us, all 30 of us, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. We start just throwing bottles at people. Take it, please. <laughs> you get a bottle. It was, it was a rough so night for your boy. We had a lot of champagne. But a great experience overall. You know what? Yeah. Steve, we, we went home and Steve was livid at Ari because so Ari, mad. he thought Ari just left with Chloe and, and, you know, we're trying to get everyone home and he's like, Ari left us. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. He goes to sleep. He's like, oh, I'm so mad. And then we wake up and Chloe tells me this story and I was like, Ari's been puking. He's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't yeah. even know why I was oh, so mad. He sent me a couple of mean text messages and then the next <laughs> morning I called him. Or I, te- I can't remember if I called him. I was like, yo, dude. I don't know why you're so mad at me, but I, th- I was going to throw up in the club. And he goes, oh. oh. Yeah, I don't know why I was mad either. It's okay. It's all good. So, so okay. 
<laughs> so we, we actually do make it onto the party bus. Well, At 10 30 a.m. Before this. Tyler! <laughs> Wait, yeah, wakes up, I guess. He told me this like the other day, too. He's like, I guess I woke up and me and Danielle and her friend went to go eat at some restaurant i woke up with a full sandwich in my bed and like not even eaten <laughs> what wait <laughs> tell them about when when tyler came knocking at your door tell him please tyler. oh my god so taylor's room was pretty big it was like a suite so we could have like a pregame and meet everyone there and it had a doorbell so like you could just ring this doorbell instead of knocking because it was so big like it would sound out through the whole thing and um she was on the 56th floor which is a pretty good floor but when you're very hungover and have slept like three hours, 53 also sounds like a good floor. <laughs> and so I showed up on 53 at like, I was at like 10 a.m. It was like before like we were even leaving. Yeah. And I'm just ringing this doorbell. Like, why are they not coming for like a minute? And then this lady comes to the door <laughs> and was like in her like robe and was like, you have the wrong room. And I was like, oh. the wrong room. And I look like I got hit by a bus already. Holy. And I'm like, in your daddy hat. Okay. And I just walk my ass back to the oh elevator and go up God. the couple floors and Jeez, you win some, you lose some. Oh, it was all L's that day. <laughs> but I told, we, this is a thing about Angelica. This, this is Angelica, Chloe's assistant, her like second week with us. And she was a boss. I, I texted her in the morning or no, she texted me and she was like, Hey, do you want to get buses for everyone? And I was like, sure. And I was like, do you have everyone's numbers? She's like, no, but I'll figure it out. She was like calling everyone's rooms. I was like, wow. Jeez. That's awesome. She was on it. She was on it. She got us all onto the party bus. Somehow. Brought coffee. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we all just like came back to life. Everyone looked like a zombie getting on, but getting well, off. I, I was talking to Christina, um, Christina's husband, and he was like, yeah, we're, we're going to the pool. I was like, yeah. I was like, are you ready to drink again? He was like, do you hate yourself? <laughs> yes. <True. laughs> it is Vegas. When in Vegas. Yeah. I think we all hated ourselves. Yeah. yeah and maybe. for like a week after, like I still kind of hate myself. But that's the thing at these, like that we, we had a table the night before and then a command in the next day. And in Vegas, the limits on that, like the amount of alcohol that you have to mm-hmm. order and it's not just alcohol. At the cabana, we could order food. So we ordered like 7,000 chicken nuggets. Oh, like, and they were life-changing. So <laughs> Three, 300 chicken nuggets. Yeah. So we like, canceled. Yeah. At, we got half of it, and then we canceled the rest because Give we were like, waters. that is so much chicken. But they were so good. Oh, so that saved me. Yeah. yeah. French fries. Oh, cool. Some greasy if you food. Guys, like, ha- if you guys are trying to do an event with your company like we did, um, we would recommend probably going the pool party route because Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. can like lightly drink and have fun but still talk to each other whereas the nightclub no one can talk you to each other yeah. unless you're screaming except for right. the person like right next to yeah. you and then you can't really move you either really so like you're stuck people. talking to the person yeah. next to you which was danielle for me so that was a small win so, but <laughs> but we definitely learn like when you're having events with people and you're trying to get you to know, know get to know people and let them get to know each other the best p- times are if they can actually talk if you can lightly drink yes like champagne, the pool right? party was so much more casual it was so casual and it was literally the best day of my life i had so much Agreed. fun yes and i think everyone felt that way it was yes. so fun it was so fun we stayed from 10 30 to like seven or six. Oh my yeah because like the chain smokers went on at like four yeah. and we were there at 10 30 all of us we were all so deep in like conversation and yeah having like fun it could have been anybody yeah could have like, been any dj yeah. ever 
Literally. We are like, oh, I like this song. Yeah. Oh, they're actually here playing oh, it. Them. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so much fun. Yeah, that was our weekend. And then everyone went home on Monday. And uh, we did samples with our one of our manufacturers. I thought I was going to die. Manufacturers for like four hours. And what we have coming this year is cray cray. So crazy. Stay tuned. Amazing. It's going to be sick. But yeah. I think mm-hmm. after this event, everyone has like such a better family fuel for this company than before. Like we all got to know each other. And mm-hmm. this is honestly just the start of something so big. Like we plan on doing pop-ups at least twice a year all around the country because also getting to know you guys and like speak to you guys yeah. in person is so big for us. So uh, we're, we were really grateful to do this event. And if you guys have a company, we highly recommend to do something like this because it's really valuable. Totally. So we wanted to wrap up this podcast by just kind of summarizing the biggest things that we learned and the biggest things that we would advise you to focus on if you're trying to do anything that's similar. So, guys. And again, we are not in, like, totally. we're going to listen to this podcast in a year and we're going to be like, why? We knew nothing. We knew nothing. You know nothing, John Snow. Yeah. (laughs) And... Is that a backfire? What happened there? (laughs) So, um, we are not experts, but after our first one, here is some things that you guys should know. Should we go around the table and everybody can like pick their top one? Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not starting. Okay, I'll start. So I'm just gonna kind of reiterate what we said before about our athletes. Obviously, that was just such a huge focus for us for this weekend. Um, So make sure that you're planning events where your athletes, as well as you as owners and as your internal team, where you can all get to know each other and form really deep-seated connections and um, just choose events and, and form events that you can actually talk and get to know each other. That's huge, and that was one of the biggest values outside of meeting our customers, that was one of the biggest values of the weekend. So make sure that you're always considering both and not just one or the other. Yes, 100%. It's a hard act to follow. <laughs> no, Chloe, that's definitely by far the number one, like building those like relationships and community and just creating an overall great experience for everyone. I think from my side personally, it's if you don't know something, either find the resource to learn it or hire somebody who is a professional, especially when the stakes are high, like a pop-up. I mean, if you want to get on a workout routine, you need to go find a resource if you don't know anything. You don't want to just be like running in place doing jumping jacks. I, I like guess that one. I guess you can start there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but just don't let your pride or ego keep you from hiring somebody or being willing to learn. I would say from our perspective, the layout and like the flow was huge. We had it all drawn out on a piece of paper. It all looked good. And the day we showed up there in Vegas, we were like, nope, this isn't going to work. Had to move the cashiers. We moved it like five different times from the dressing rooms. And I think we finally nailed the layout and flow, but that was really key for people flowing really well through the store and through the athletes that... We thought we had nailed before the pop-up, but it ended up day of, we had to change it. Yeah. Because it was so different once we were there. Flow is so important when you have that many people waiting in line and then coming in. And that also um, is important from a security perspective because when you have kind of these, um, what's the word, like high profile people in there, you have a room full of them. It's really important to make sure that it's secure. and safe for those people that's it's your responsibility so flow even just from a security aspect where you can see every single person that walks in the door and walks out 
that ties in there. And, Definitely. And from a theft perspective, yeah. keep yeah. people going in one direction during the pop-up. We didn't let anybody go backwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, my thing is, if you guys want this to be like the most ex- successful event, don't be afraid to market it every single day. I think that's something that we probably should have done a little bit better, but like we said, we had so much on our plate that I think that we got a good hold of it the last three weeks, but maybe try marketing it every day for like two months. That way you just hammer people on the head about it because even when we were there, I was getting DMs like, oh, you have a pop-up job? I was like, girl, where have you been the last three months when I've been shouting this out? So there's no such thing as marketing too much for your own event. And so don't be afraid to do that in like, really nice graphics and talking about it personally on your story or the company's story mm-hmm. and um yeah that's my thing market 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 <laughs> yeah i think if i could go back i think we would do more physically talking on the stories because yes. we did a lot of graphics yeah. which are important but i think you also need like Personal your touch. face yeah. speaking on it and that's when people are really going to be invested and more interested in people yes. don't always read yes yeah We know that for sure. (laughs) So if you have a video, they'll listen or read. You'll have it both on the screen. Mm -hmm. Text. Maybe a subtitled video so they can do both. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that wraps up this podcast. We really wanted to talk about this um, in our experience, and we hope that it was valuable to you guys for hopefully your pop ups. Or just hopefully this was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, we if, had if nothing. Right, we had so much fun at the pop up. It honestly couldn't have gone better for Could our not first have time. Gone better. And me and Tyler keep saying <laughs> that exact phrase. Couldn't have been better. Yeah. But it was so much fun in so many ways. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that there's still so much to learn, and we're never gonna nail the perfect pop up shop or perfect event. But doing your first one, like don't be afraid, just do it. There's no perfect time. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys have any ideas or topics that you would like us to cover, please DM us at The Balance Show on Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Um, If you're listening to this episode, let us know. Give us a (laughs) shout out. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. You can't thumbs up up a podcast, can you? I don't know. Good cue. Hypothetically, good cue. hypothetically you can, you know. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. DM us a thumb. thumb. Your- <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you guys, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.